0: Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast, I'm Tom Barbler. Today I want to talk a little bit more about my musical strategy. I've been reflecting heavily on what it'll take to actually like record the kind of music that I want to record. And in the process, a lot of the recording that I'm doing is actually fundamentally composition. I don't know whether it would be called classical music or jazz music. You've heard bits and pieces through these short funk recordings. You can create your own terminology uh, a cat being strangled has been used previously to describe some of my compositions but uh, speaking of a cat being strangled you might hear a cat providing background noise while we record these so i've been thinking that i should actually publish the music that is going into the sampling that's going into this thing and in publishing the music separately i can start testing out the wide variety of ways to distribute music online I've been looking at two major companies and the third potential, well, really four companies potentially associated by electronic music distribution. And I've kind of focused on two of them because I think they're both part of different strategies. The first is part of a long-term play, single payment up front and then slightly less royalties than another. The charges is, well, a reasonable annual fee, in order to take no royalties. Basically, they're looking at where their cut should be. And the scenarios that have been presented to me online indicate strongly that for the long tail, a single payment, that would be useful for the things that I'm talking about associated with the raw composition, the classical or jazz piano music that ultimately goes into all these things. And that seems to be a place to put that with the view that once you've paid it, you keep getting periodic money, about 20% less than the money you'd receive from the other entity, but certainly better than nothing. And with a single payment with the long tail means, you know, if you hit with a bus or what have you, you're not fixed on having to pay an annual fee in order to collect your royalties. In contrast to this, if one plans on releasing exciting, vibrant music, potentially with, you know, YouTube videos and this kind of stuff, you'd move more to the annual payment with the higher royalties. And I think the way these two services operate These will be the two services I use. I'm going to use them for different things. I don't like putting all my eggs in one basket associated with this stuff. And it'll enable me to, you know, dip my little toe in the water of all these electronic music distributions, be it Apple Music or Rhapsody or Amazon Music or all these distribution systems to see how it works. I reflect on my use of Lulu and CreateSpace in digital publishing Uh, Also physical publishing with Lulu and CreateSpace. And I came to the realisation through that that diversity is key. Like you need to maintain two separate entities that do roughly the same stuff. With the view, actually, what I found with my publishing was the more artisanal. Lulu was the one that continued to pay reasonable royalties. I don't know what even happened with CreateSpace. I mean, I'm assuming they still sell my stuff, but I haven't seen a cheque from them in at least three years. So, in this light, to be continued, but I just wanted to put this out there because I have a few compositions that I wanted to actually test out through this means of electronic distribution, and this is really going to be my toe in the water, moving towards what might be a Kickstarter, or it might just be a lot more additional music with publicity associated with it coming out in a, a June-ish time frame. Tom Barbelay in San Jose, signing out.